Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard and a happy Mother's Day weekend to all moms listening today. I hope it's a glorious spring weekend where you are. Though I'm well aware that in the central part of the country where the Mississippi River is rising, there are communities facing flooding. Uh, actually, we're going to talk about that a little more in my second hour of today's show. If this is the first time you've tuned into Rudy Max's World, nice to have you. You're listening to a show dedicated to the proposition that travel can be fun and interesting, but it can also be done badly. Uh, I'm here to help you uh, make your next trip easier and more enriching, though I'd like to say that you can also travel in your mind. And this show is dedicated to that belief as well. Through interviews, we'll expand your horizons and make you infinitely more interesting as a dinner guest at the next party you go to. This hour, we're going to talk with a man who thinks scientists have discovered the lost city of Atlantis. As you may know, no one's ever been entirely sure there ever was a city of Atlantis that Plato wrote about and said it slipped into the sea. Well, in a few moments, we'll learn uh, where that city might be and why many professionals think it's now been found. Do you travel with a dog? Well, the author of a new book about how to travel with your dog joins us to tell you where your dog can stay overnight and get a massage and a blueberry facial, among other things. Yes, both of those are true. And filmmaker Mark Wexler has a new documentary out called How to Live Forever. He's traveled the world finding where folks seem to live an unusually long time. We'll ask him about those spots. Do you know how to negotiate the best deal at a hotel? Our hotel doctor, Michael Matthews, he's a former hotel executive, will join us to share some tips. And in just a moment, we'll talk with an aviation security specialist who's not too impressed with the government's latest plan to identify terrorists by having undercover agents roaming airports looking for passengers exhibiting unusual behavior. First, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. The price of oil, or a barrel of oil, actually slipped below $100 this week for the first time in several couple months. It closed at $97 uh, and change late Friday afternoon. If that trend continues, you may see the cost of an airline ticket go down or at least not go up any further. Of course, the price you pay at the pump to fill your vehicle should decrease as well. Speaking of which, how does $9.29 a gallon sound to you? $9.29 a gallon. Sort of makes 4 bucks look like chump change, doesn't it? Well, that's what you'll pay at some airport rental car locations these days if you don't return your car with a full tank of gas. And by the way, keep that receipt when you fill it up and have it in your pocket in case the guy says, uh, did you fill it up? Uh, currently, in the continental United States, California has the highest average price for a gallon of gas at about $4.28 a gallon. But return your Hertz car to San Francisco Airport with less than a full tank, and you'll pay $9.29 a gallon to Hertz for the privilege. Same thing in L.A., Miami, New York. In fact, in most American cities, that's what Hertz is charging. Avis is charging about $8, national and budget a bit less. Best deals come from Alamo and Enterprise, who are in the $6 a gallon range. But even at that price, it's worth it to make sure you know where a gas station is. And when you're turning in your where you're turn, uh, where gas stations when you're turning in your rental car, find that out. Don't wait to the last minute as you're rushing to get to the airport. Now, in that small but much visited town of Hana on Maui, the local gas station is charging six dollars and three cents a gallon now. So fill up before you begin that uphill drive to Hana if you're uh, vacationing on Maui. And Southwest and AirTran officially became Southwest Airlines this week as the government approved the merger of the two airlines. 
which means Delta officially is even a bigger competitor at its home base in Atlanta. That's good news for folks who fly in and out of busy Hartsfield Airport with Southwest and uh, uh, competing head-to-head on many routes with Delta. That should help to keep fares reasonably reasonably. Uh, reasonably reasonable. Um, last week, we learned the federal government uh, is taking a new direction in trying to identify terrorists trying to board planes. Uh, an army of undercover agents uh, has been deployed to observe passengers, especially those in security lines uh, at airports. Uh, Bogdan uh, Jakovic is a former air marshal and a former member of the FAA's Red Team. This was a group of people charged with thinking like terrorists after that Pan Am 103 Lockerbie bombing. The Red Team's assignment was to probe airports and airlines for vulnerabilities, and Mr. Jakovic was one of, was one person who warned long before 9/11 that terrorists were going to use commercial aviation as a weapon. The Red Team is no more, but uh, Mr. Jakovic has been with the TSA since it started in February of 02. However, and I want to stress this, Mr. Jakovic is not speaking on the air today for the TSA. He's speaking as an individual familiar with aviation security. He's been called an aviation whistleblower because he's not overly impressed with how secure airline passengers are these days. Hey, nice to have you on the show, Bogdan. Welcome. Thank you, sir. All right, give us, give me your take on this behavioral approach to airport security. In other words, looking for people in security lines who might be causing a scene or acting unusual. Well, in, in theory, I would say that this is a baby step in the right direction. But there are two major problems with it. One is that TSA has already undermined the program by assuring everybody that it's not going to be racially based, and they actually tell you on their website exactly what they're looking for and how the system works. Um, so that's one thing. It, it, they've already undermined their, their own program. The other thing is, given the history of TSA and the abuse of passengers that they've had, there is a serious risk of even further abuse um, with this behavior observation thing that they have up their sleeve. Well, sort of some common sense tells me that if you're going to do something bad on the other side of security, you don't want to call attention to yourself. You don't want to be a prima donna. You don't want to yell about how long the lines are, which is one of the arguments uh, uh, for this, this, this maneuver, this uh, new method. Right. You're going you're gonna to try to make yourself look as average as possible. Exactly. All right. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, Bogdan, you have thought a lot about this for many years, long before the rest of us were thinking about aviation security after 9-11. Uh, if you were king of the world, or at least king of the United States, uh, what would you change right away about our country's approach to aviation security, if you had that power to just sort of wave a wand and do it? Well, for, the, for seven years prior to 9-11, as you mentioned, I was a uh, team leader in the red team. And the one thing I learned going around the world behaving like a terrorist in the aviation environment is that all these technological layers of security that we supposedly have, um, with a little bit of foresight and some research and some testing, you can figure out how to beat every single one of these systems. And the, literally the only thing that ever had me concerned about getting caught doing red team activities was a human being that was actually looking for the terrorist profile. And that's what I said, this behavior observation thing is a baby step in the right direction, but they're looking for behavior anomalies. They're not looking for terrorists. And there's a very refined um, methodology for looking for the type of signs that a terrorist give off. And TSA is not doing that. They're not like what? For giving two or three examples. I don't want to go. I mean, okay. this is one. Of, this is one of the problems with uh, 
having too much information. You don't want to tell the terrorists exactly what you're doing because then they can change their behavior based on uh, what they know that you're looking for. But obviously you're not the only guy in the world that knows these tells. Uh, other people do within, within the FAA, within the TSA, within Homeland Security. Uh, well, I wouldn't even go that far. Uh, I mean, just based on my observations, that they're they're really not interested in this because there is a risk of of um, civil rights violations and stuff like this. If, oh, but if it. it's done right, there's not a problem. Bogdan, I'd like to talk to you more down the road if you don't mind. Thanks for being on sure. today. Okay, thank you. Bogdan Jakovic has long been a uh, uh, has long been an aviation security specialist. Hope we can talk to him again. When we come back, have scientists found the lost city of Atlantis? To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Amdro Ant Block presents the Household Ant Requiem. If ants invading your home have you shrieking an unpleasant tune, sprinkle Amdro Ant Block around the perimeter of your home to block ants from entering. Ant Block creates a fortress that kills problem ants on the outside so they can't come inside. And that's music to a homeowner's ears. Look for Ant Block and the entire line of Amdro Kills Ants products at amdro.com. AutoZone. Make sure your car always stops quietly and safely with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. There's more to a brake job than just changing pads. To do a complete brake job, you need to replace the hardware components and check your rotors and calipers for damage. Get quality Duralast brake parts, plus the expert advice to help you do the job right the first time, only at AutoZone. Stop quietly and safely every time. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. If you've never experienced Jellin with Dr. Scholl's massaging gel insoles, you've never walked all the way to work on top of cushy throw pillows, or worked a jackhammer while standing in a field of beautiful daisies. That's because Jellin does more than change the way you feel. It changes your state of mind. So I can teach my class while enjoying the soft white sand under my feet. Experience all-day outrageous comfort for yourself with Dr. Scholl's massaging gel insoles. Are you Jellin? I'm glad I have feet. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Hey, welcome back to the show. This portion of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by our friends at Colette Vacations. Listen to this. Join the radio show and me for a 12-day France Magnifique Tour, that's what it's called, uh, beginning on September 29th of this year. This is uh, sure to be a great trip. A uh, lot of adventure, a lot of culture, a lot of food, a lot of wine, and a whole lot of other memories. It's a good place to make memories. Now, here's a special deal. This is new this week, so listen up. Book now, and you'll save $700 per couple because... Your round-trip companion airfare is just $399 from the U.S. to Paris. Not bad. 
not bad. To learn more and book your reservations, call 800-762-5345 today. That's 800-762-5345. Or you can go to RudyMaxa.com, and if you scroll down on that homepage, click on the Colette Vacations box. Remember, companion airfare is just $400. That's a real bargain with Airfares are like $1,200 these days uh, to Europe. Well, for hundreds of years, the world has wondered if the lost city of Atlantis was a figment of Plato's imagination or if there really was such a place. And if so, where is it or was it? Well, now some scientists believe they've found it off the coast of southwestern Spain near Gibraltar. Richard Freund has worked on this amazing discovery. He's a professor of history at the University of Hartford in Connecticut. Nice to have you on the show, Dr. Freund. Thank you. Now, tell me what your involvement has been since 08, and what has unfolded before your very eyes in the last two and a half years? Well, we uh, we're invited in because we use at the University of Hartford a technique, an innovation in geophysics and archaeology, where we can map the subsurface of any area in a very short period of time using two different uh, techniques that we learned from gas and oil exploration. Uh, it's ground penetrating radar and electrical resistivity tomography, which is like an MRI for the ground. And we can tell you where to excavate immediately, quickly. And in this case, this was very important because the uh, German scientists had found a satellite photography of this southern uh, Spanish marsh uh, called Doña Ana, and they saw within it a buried what looked like a buried city from the satellite photography. But you have to go and you have to check to see if these things are there. So, so satellite photography is more superficial than the second uh, technique you're Yeah, you're we actually have to go into the area, and we put down electrodes on the, the, over the, the surface of the area, or we run a ground-penetrating radar. It's like on a lawnmower, and it can actually tell us what's underneath the surface without ever having to put a spade in the earth. And what did you find over the last couple of years? Well, what, uh, what was uh, interesting is that uh, this was not just something that could be seen from space. It's something we could see that is actually buried inside of this marsh. The marsh is one of the largest march marshes of, of Europe, and it extends all the way from Seville all the way down to the Mediterranean, right down to Cadiz. It's one of these huge, and nobody can go there, basically, because it's an ecological park. So here, buried, untouched for centuries, was this buried series of structures that um, we were able to identify the pieces of uh, in this, uh, this park. And these are clearly not random stones from an ocean that might have been there well, at one point? Well, you see, what we did was we had a theory. I mean, this is how these things work. In science, you have theories. Um, and the theory was that uh, this area, which was probably created tens of thousands of years ago in an open marsh, uh, had had a earthquake and tsunami phenomenon in a series of earthquake, tsunami, earthquake, tsunami. And what happened is, over the centuries, a large sandbar was built up in the middle of this ancient bay from Seville all the way down to Cadiz, where Atlantis basically was planted. And so on the sandbar would have been structures that were created. And the accuracy of the location, as it's told by Plato, is so close to what we think happened. And then what we did was, if it's an earthquake and tsunami, tsunamis, as we now know from Japan, they not only suck out, they not only suck in, they suck out 
Mm-hmm. So we also use marine archaeologists in the Bay of Cadiz, right in front of the ancient of this park. And what did we find? We found that on the floor of the sea, right in front of the uh, the park, were huge, massive pieces of a city. So we have two smoking guns, and then we found something very interesting located about 150 miles to the north, which is the rest of the story. How can a visitor uh, coming to southwestern part of Spain uh, see this or see anything? Well, you know, the, the, the great thing about uh, Spain is that they're very well set up for tourists. <laughs> That's what I love about Spain. Uh, and I think that a lot of the people who are watching our work very carefully we're trying to set up a, a Footsteps of Atlantis tour that they're going to try to do in, um, in southern Spain. Because you could fly into uh, uh, Gibraltar and see the Straits of Gibraltar, for example, mm-hmm. which is really the Pillars of Hercules where uh, Plato talks about. The mouthpiece, basically, the entrance to the Mediterranean. Right. Everybody knew this location in antiquity. And you could still see that location. And then you could travel up the coast to go to Cadiz. Cadiz is where the edge of the marsh is located, right next to the Doñana Park in a, uh, this really nice little haciendas, uh, little uh, boutique hotels in a place like Rocio, which is right by Doñana. And Doñana, they take you in to the park. It's an ecological park. They take you in like a, a jungle tour. And you can go through and see this really unique uh, marshlands at the southern tip of Spain, that really, to this day, it has uh, animals that are unique and has foliage, and, and you see the mudflats. And then all you have to do is you have to go to a place like Seville, which really, uh, Seville is one of, we think of it as a medieval town, but the Phoenicians could sail their ships all the way up to Seville um, in antiquity. And so Seville has a great archaeological museum where you could see the remains of these ancient Phoenicians that were located in Spain thousands of years ago. Are you convinced this is Atlantis buried under there? I'll tell you, the science is a funny thing. Uh, a lot of people have asked me, do I think it's, uh, do you think that this is absolutely positively? Look, you, in archaeology, you can only prove as much as, as the evidence presents you. But the evidence is the most evidence to suggest that all of the literary accounts can be fulfilled in the place called southern Spain. And what's, what's very interesting about it is that when you compare any of the other locations, you know, there's 20 other countries who claim where, that they have Atlantis. Bolivia. I have people who wrote to me from Bolivia. It's in Bolivia. It's in Bermuda. It's in Finland. It's in Sweden. It's in Antarctica. It's in India. And I said, but... He said it was near the Straits of Gibraltar. None of those places are even close to the Straits of Gibraltar. Incredible. Did you have, what impact does, if this, what is going to happen next, I guess I should ask, in the exploration? Is there going to be digging? Well, you know, the the great thing about what what we do is, and I've done 20 different archaeological projects. I'm going to do a new archaeological project this, uh, this summer, of a missing Phoenician city off the coast of, of, uh, of Israel. And what I do is I work with local archaeologists. And at the end of the day, we give them, from the University of Hartford, a map 
that shows them where to excavate. And then the, the national archaeology has to take over from there. You know, so the Spaniards have the map that we gave them. Well, two years ago, I was working on a project in Poland from a, an extermination camp that was hidden by the Nazis during World War II. And when I got finished, I gave them the map of where the buildings were located. And we have to rely on the locals to do, do their work. It's their country. Are they? Are they going to drain the swamp? I don't know if they're going to drain it. What they can do is there's so many different ways today, you know, using vacuum pumps and uh, coring. There's so many other ways that they could, they could excavate. But at least they now know that instead of working in a 250-square-kilometer uh, um, park trying to find where this is located, we gave them GPS coordinates. The map actually is color-coded, so you can see going down as far as 20 feet below the surface. Um, you can see where to excavate. And what import, if this is in fact Atlantis, what import does this have on, oh, the literary world, the, the world of history that you live in? The, obviously you know, the world I'll, of archaeology. I, I've done these 20, 20 different projects over the, the past uh, 25 years. I have never seen such a, a visceral, passionate reaction to an archaeological story as there is with this uh, Atlantis story. Fascinating, fascinating. Richard Freund is a professor of history at the University of Hartford in Connecticut. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Here's a terrific excursion that can't be missed. And if you book your reservations now, you'll save $700 per couple. Join the radio show and me for a fun vacation that includes adventure, culture, European romance, great food and wine. The 12-day France Magnifique Tour begins September 29th. We'll explore Paris, Nice, Avignon, Normandy, the French Riviera, Monaco, and more. Call Colette Vacations at 800-762-5345. That's 800-762-5345. Or go to rudymaxa.com. Companion airfare is just $399. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Can you find anything on the Internet? Well, I'm sure you can, but don't take my word for it. Just ask this talking dog who can only say, I love you. Roll the clip. One more time, talking dog. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com to see how much you could save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, 33 minutes after the hour. You know, if you're in your car or you've got some friends in another uh, destination who would like to hear the show, we, uh, uh, the show is broadcast from 10 in the morning till noon Eastern Time live, and it's simulcast on XM Channel 156. So if you have XM Radio, Channel 156 on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon, 
Uh, many of our stations time shift our show to later in Saturday or on Sunday. Uh, but if you want to get a head start on everybody else and our deals of the week, uh, check out Channel 156 on XM Radio uh, or join us on your favorite radio station every weekend. Or you can hear podcasts of the show. They're usually posted by Monday at RudyMaxa.com. You can hear uh, both hours of the show. Well, is your pooch privileged? I mean, like, really privileged. I mean, privileged. Do you, uh, you, you give it massages or maybe blueberry facials? Maggie Espinosa has written a book called The Privileged Pooch. Now, it focuses on traveling with your pet in Southern California, but it's got national implications. I think there's some lessons to learn from this. Maggie, welcome to the show. Nice to have you aboard. Hello, Rudy. How are you doing? Great. Blueberry facials? Yes. Where? Can you believe it? <laughs> Only in L.A. <laughs> it's in Santa Monica. Where? It's what? Where? They have a, um, it's kind of like a dog store spa combination, and um, what they do is they bring all of the dogs in. The name of the place is called Healthy Spot, and they bring them in, and they can have paw massages, blueberry facials. They can have conditioning treatments. (laughs) They do it all. All right. Now, there there are some hotels and motels that, that do not allow pets at all. Am I right? Correct. But then yes. there's some that go all the way to the other side, all the way overboard. I, you know, I, I wouldn't say overboard if I had a dog staying there, but you know what I mean. Well, you know, it, it, there's the two extremes. There's, as you said, some don't, have, don't allow dogs at all. But what I did for my book is I rated the ones, obviously, that are pet-friendly. But even within that pet-friendliness, they vary. So they were rated on WAGs. So one WAG is that pooches are permitted, but meaning they can't really go many places in the hotel and not a lot of amenities. And then up to four WAGs, which is pooches paradise. Now, what would constitute a pooches paradise? What kind of services? might one expect in a four-paws hotel? Okay. <laughs> Pooch's Paradise is going to be a gondola ride. Um, there's going to be a pet menu in-room service. So no. it'll be the Bow Wow Tenderloin, the Chow Wow ch- you know, Chicken. I mean, all you can think of on the pet menu. Um, they're going to offer a mutt massage in-room where they come in-room and they massage your dog. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And didn't you find a hotel in in, in Southern California that uh, will take uh, pets on or dogs on tours? Well, there are a number of places. Yeah, there's uh, once again L.A. That's mm-hmm. why we love L.A. <laughs> they will take you on a celebrity walking tour where um, you and your dog you follow the paths of where celebrity homes are. Um, there's many places that do walking tours. In San Diego, there's one. It's um, through the gas lamp quarter. But I mean, so- walking tours for dogs is what you're saying here. Yeah, but you go along with that. Of course, of course. But I mean, okay. Now, yeah, so you now take this- them along. Let's broaden the horizon to the nation. What do you think the state of the nation is when it comes to dogs in hostelries? Well, here's a scoop. There are 46 million dog owners, households, in the United States. And of those in the United States, 21% travel with their pet. That's a huge number. Mm -hmm. And so the hotels have said, cha-ching, this is going to be great because a number of the hotels will charge a pet fee, and they vary. Some don't charge them at all. Like the Kimpton properties across the United States, there's no pet fee. Others may charge a minimal $25 for the pet to stay for the entire stay, and some of them are like $120, So I always say it's a lot more cost-effective if you get stay in a hotel that doesn't have a fee for you to take your dog. That's an understatement. You don't pay for pet sitters at home or a kennel or anything. So Um, 
So before you travel, excuse me, uh, Maggie, do uh, you, you call ahead and, 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 and make sure the hotels you have planned uh, have got everything arranged? I do. In fact, and that's nationwide. You would call ahead and you would, first of all, see if there is a pet fee. Second of all, see if there's a weight limit, because some of them don't allow dogs over 20 or 30 pounds. Uh But that's getting less and less, because they're finding that it's not the size of the dog that determines whether it's going to be destructive or not. Now, what are the uh, most pet-friendly chains in the United States? Starwood Hotels is absolutely fantastic, and Starwood's under that umbrella falls W, um, St. Regis, all the Sheratons are Starwoods, which are very affordable, and they're all pet-friendly. The other larger one is the Lowe's chain. So oh, okay. Lowe's throughout the United States, they're all, I call them the poster child, because I think they were the first people to be pet-friendly. So you give them four wags. You got it. Four wags. Oh, God. Now, you know, there are new rules, especially this summer, involving taking dogs on airplanes. Some airlines are not accepting dogs at all for flying in the cargo hold because of heat, uh, worry about uh, uh, heat fatalities. Yeah, that's very true. In fact, there's certain times of the year, and usually it is in the summertime or in the winter when it's too cold. Um, You can go on any of the airline's websites, and you can see what those months are. Um, and also, a lot of the airlines have to list whether they've had any fatalities with their dogs. It has to be listed on the website, so it'll let you know how many dogs have passed away carrying, carrying them in cargo. But, exactly. Uh, you could go up to 20 pounds inside the cabin, taking them inside the cabin. Maggie Espinosa's new book is called The Privileged Pooch. It's subtitled Luxury Travel with Your Pet in Southern California, but it has lessons for us all. Uh, but if you're headed to Southern California, it's a must uh, It's a must book if you're traveling with a dog. Maggie, thanks for joining us in Rudy Max's World. Thanks. Have a good day. You too. Don't go away. We'll be right back. to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Here's another question from the Geico Savings Mailbag. David from St. Paul writes, my son's wondering if he'll come to his class so he can get extra credit on his biology test. Extra credit? Well, if there are any questions on that test about who can make it easy to save money by combining your RV and car insurance. Which is an unlikely question for a biology test. Then the answer is Geico. True. For all other questions about RV insurance, I like to guess answer G, E-I-C-O. Call GEICO or visit GEICO.com today to see how much our multi-policy discount could save you. AutoZone. Make your engine last longer with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. If you want to get the most miles out of your engine, then change your oil on time every time. Do it now and save at AutoZone. Get a 5-plus quart oil change jug of Castrol GTX conventional motor oil and a Bosch oil filter for only $18.99. And when you're finished, just bring us your used oil and we'll recycle it free of charge. Get to AutoZone today and get more miles out of your engine. Get in the zone. AutoZone. As a Major League Baseball umpire for over 30 years, I've learned focus is everything. That's why I switched to a complete multivitamin with more. Only one a day men's 50 plus advantage has both ginkgo for memory and concentration, plus support for heart health. Centrum can't give you all that. And in this game, I want every advantage. One a day men's 50 plus advantage, the official multivitamin of Major League Baseball. I'm Jim Cook, brewer and founder of Sam Adams. There's a rhythm to the season, so at Sam Adams, we develop styles of beer to accompany that. We brew Samuel Adams Oktoberfest, Winter Lager, Noble Pils, and right now, there's Summer Ale. 
Samuel Adams Summer Ale is a flavorful wheat beer. It has a nice spice note and a little lemon zest. It's brewed with a historic brewing spice called Grains of Paradise. But just like summer, Summer Ale won't be around for long. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save responsibly. Amdro Ant Block presents the Household Ant Requiem. If ants invading your home have you shrieking an unpleasant tune, sprinkle Amdro Ant Block around the perimeter of your home to block ants from entering. Ant Block creates a fortress that kills problem ants on the outside so they can't come inside. And that's music to a homeowner's ears. Look for Ant Block and the entire line of Amdro Kills Ants products at amdro.com. If you've never experienced gelin with Dr. Scholl's massaging gel insoles, you've never walked all the way to work on top of cushy throw pillows, or worked a jackhammer while standing in a field of beautiful daisies. That's because gelin does more than change the way you feel. It changes your state of mind. So I can teach my class while enjoying the soft white sand under my feet. Experience all-day outrageous comfort for yourself with Dr. Scholl's massaging gel insoles. Are you gelin? I'm glad I have feet. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under Radio Sponsors for more info. Welcome back to the show. It's 43 minutes after the hour. I'm Rudy Maxey. You're in Rudy Max's world. The travel is uh, the topic is travel. You know that all the time. Travel. That's what we talk about in all kinds of aspects. We talk about it in terms of film and making a film. Mark Wexler. Uh, I had the pleasure. Uh, Mark Wexler is an old friend, and I had the pleasure uh, recently to attend the Minnesota Film Festival, where his latest documentary called "How to Live Forever" was being screened. It's uh, um, just out in uh, major cities, and hopefully, we come to a city near you. It's it's a, a documentary by a well-known documentarian, and uh, I asked Mark to join us just for a few minutes because he traveled around the world talking to folks who, well, live longer than most of us. Mark, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Rudy, for having me. Um, where, did you find, uh, when you went to visit these folks around the world for your documentary, did you find that generally those regions produced people who live longer than most of us? Yeah, I mean, I think J Japan has a, a high number of uh, centenarians, uh, and and there's different reasons for that. I mean, uh, the diet, uh, environment, and and probably genetics plays a role as well. And, but, uh, uh, and there are certain what they call longevity hotspots around the world. Okinawa, Iceland has the, sort of the highest male life expectancy. Parts of parts of Italy, there's, there's four or five sort of longevity hotspots. Around around the world, that uh, you find these centenarian people living a very long time. Though so Japan is, uh, I must say, changing radically. Um, some of the oldest people in the world live in Japan, but now with the advent of fast food and processed food, which particularly all over Japan and in Okinawa, is coming, and that's changing. So this is really the last generation of, uh, of people in Japan, anyway, who I think are going to live a long time. Right. In addition to geographical factors and diet factors, it's also attitude. That was one, something that came through on uh, uh, how, how to live forever. And you, you found this one group of people um, uh, where, they, where simply laughing is, uh, and, and, and you show how they begin to laugh. Can you describe that, uh, those folks to us? Yeah, 
Yeah, well, there's a, a whole group all over the world. So it's a very, very large organization called the Laughter Yoga, which basically, um, you know, people, as children, people laugh maybe maybe two or three hundred times a day, actually. And, and, and as adults, we laugh very, very regularly. And they find that when you actually physically laugh, and it doesn't have to be for any reason in particular, you can laugh for no reason at all, that uh, changes your physiology. So there are these groups all over the world that just <laughs> start laughing. I'm together. laughing. There you go. You're, you're, you're doing it right now. <laughs> so, and that really seems to help help people make them feel better. I think it actually triggers endorphins as well. So, uh, but, but, yeah, a lot of these centenarians, they, you know, they see the glasses uh, half full, not half empty. And there's I, you know, I initially started out, you know, thinking like maybe I should, uh, you know, what what can I what can I eat, what can I do to live longer? But actually, I think a lot of it it has to do with attitude. And as you said, um, most of these engineers are very positive people and had a really good sense of humor. Now, you had to travel a lot to do this. We're a travel show, as you know. Um, yes. You've got to take all kinds of equipment and so on. What what are your secrets to traveling smart, Mark? Uh, I try to keep, always keep my cameras with me. And don't, 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 don't put anything in check luggage that you, you can't uh, afford to lose because you get somewhere and sometimes you really need your cameras. So I'll put the clothes, I'll check the clothes, but I'll take the cameras so they know that I can, I can keep working when I, when I arrive somewhere. I also, I, one of the things I actually do worry about is uh, I do a lot of traveling, and when you travel, uh, you get a lot of radiation and flying. Uh, so I, I think this is actually some concern, but it's just one of the you know, things of the trade that I have to put up with. Uh, so, uh, that, that is, uh, but the secret to travel is basically, you know, get places early, get, get to the airport early, uh, and pack light. And, uh, uh, often I usually, often I'll set my clock, uh, to the place I'm going to the time zone and uh, sort of adjust the day before. Uh, and some, some, it's interesting. Sometimes that really works. Sometimes they get terrible jet lag and other times I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just fine, so it, it it really depends. You're you're at you actually stepped out of a screening of your film just now. Where are you? I'm actually in New York City, and uh, the film is playing right now. And uh, I'm going to run back in there as soon as it's over, and uh, uh, then we're going to do a question and answer afterwards. The film opens actually in uh, New York uh, this coming uh, Friday, uh, Friday the 13th. Can't forget that, uh, and then goes <laughs> goes nation goes nationwide, uh, and you can find out more about the film at uh, www.liveforevermovie.com, liveforevermovie.com. Um, so uh, uh, hopefully it'll come to a, a city near one of your listeners. Oh, I hope so. It's a great documentary. Don't miss it. Liveforever.com for more details. Mark Wexler is the producer and director of it. He's a dear friend of mine, and he does an excellent job. You will thoroughly enjoy this documentary. Mark, get back in there for your New York audience. Uh, I hope they're laughing at the yoga laughter yoga part, and uh, good luck with it. Yes, that. exactly. Thanks, Take Rudy. care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't miss it. How to Live Forever, if you can. You can find out more details at liveforevermovie.com. Um, we'll be right back. We're going to find out how to negotiate a hotel price. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 
And don't forget to go to RudyMaxa.com and click on Colette Vacations, that box down at the bottom of the homepage. Uh, just scroll on down to the bottom there, and you can see the day-by-day -day itinerary for our France Magnifique uh, tour starting September 29th. If you've always wanted to go to France, this is a great way to see Paris and Nice and uh, and Le and uh, uh, Normandy. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a lot in 12 days. Uh, um, I'll probably I I uh, I'll be there when you arrive. We're gonna do the radio show from France, in fact. So uh, check that out at RudyMaxa.com. Michael Matthews is on the phone with us. You know him as our hotel doctor, a former uh, gen uh, general manager. I met him when he was general manager of the Ritz-Carlton in Hong Kong and a consultant to luxury hotel business. Michael, welcome back to the show. It's wonderful to be back with you. Now, normally this is the segment where we do deal of the week, but I thought instead of giving fishes to folks, we'd teach them how to fish. Um, so I, I, I know you and I want to talk about, or I want to talk about how to negotiate a hotel price. How can you get a better rate on a hotel room before your arrival or even after you arrive? Uh, very simple. First of all, uh, you know that all websites for all hotels say that the best rate uh, you will get is by booking on the website. Well, that is absolutely not true. Uh, four little tips. Uh, tip number one, uh, when calling up to make a reservation, make it directly with the hotel, not with the website, and ask if they have a corporate rate for, let's say, IBM. Uh, now, you're not with IBM. But yes, they probably have a corporate rate with IBM. And then the way to do it is say, well, uh, you are a supplier to IBM, GE, McKinsey, whoever it may be. And 95% of the time, hotels will honor uh, the rate that they give IBM, which is always a big bulk rate, what we call a bulk rate. I love that. That's tip number one. What's two? Two, book late, even on the day of arrival. Now, this is not going to work if a town is going to be sold out, I'll agree, uh, like Super Bowl or whatever it may be. Uh, but the later you book, the better rates you're going to get. And again, do it directly with the hotel. Okay. Tip number three. When you get to the front desk and you're checking in, ask if you can have a better rate. It takes a little bit of guts. It takes a little, uh, you know, you may be a little embarrassed to ask, but ask for it because that clerk behind the desk is able to give you a better rate right there on the spot. Mm, and last but not least, which is the real important one, and one that I've been preaching for years and years and years, is when you make your reservation, pick up the phone and call the general manager of the hotel you're wanting to go to stay at. Really? Absolutely. He has complete, or she, has complete power, as does his or her assistant. And what happens is they will flag your reservation as having been made by the general manager. Now, not only will he give you a better rate usually, but this will enable you in all likelihood to get an upgrade. Every morning at every hotel in the world, there is a meeting of who is arriving in the hotel today. And they have a list of all the people arriving and where their reservations were made. And there, the general manager has made this reservation. Uh-oh, we better look after this person. Call the hotel direct, call the general manager, and I absolutely guarantee you you'll get the best rate that's available uh, and you'll probably get an upgrade and a bunch of cherries as well in your room. Even if you don't know the general manager, even if you haven't stayed there before and at least shaken hands or exchanged cards with him or her? Uh, no, when you call up, 
first thing, ask the switchboard for the name of the general manager. Uh, then when you've got it, make clear that uh, you've stayed with him before or her before, uh, or uh, you're going to be staying there frequently, uh, or this is a first visit, and say you would love to meet whoever it may be, Mr. Smith, while you're there. Now, general managers, and I was one, we love meeting our guests. And we love guests that take an interest in us, believe it or not. Uh, we've got 300 employees or whatever it may be under us, and guests are the most important things uh, of our lives. And we love meeting you. This and, is uh, – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Michael. No, I just say, so be sure to ask, um, and be sure to go and meet the person, particularly if you're going to be going back and forward to the hotel on a number of occasions. There you go. Most excellent, Michael. Thanks so much. Succinct to the point and great advice. Uh, you are truly the savvy traveler. Appreciate having you on the show, Michael. All of us. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Michael Matthews is a hotel consultant to a luxury, the luxury, luxury hotel part of the business. He's a former general manager with Ritz-Carlton. I know he's worked with Rosewood Hotels and others. All good advice. As I say, normally the last uh, segment of the hour is my deal of the week, but I thought this is sort of a deal that we'll keep on giving if you follow uh, uh, Michael's advice. He's a regular guest on the show. Nice to have him on today. Uh, hey, uh, what city receives the most snow each year? Well, according to the National Oceanic and Admi Atmospheric Administration, also known as NOAA, uh, among cities of 30,000 or more, Syracuse has the most snow, a yearly average of 119 inches. The most rain falls in uh, Hilo, Hawaii, with an astounding 128 inches of water a year. Imagine if that was snow. It would be like 1,000 inches of snow. All right, if your station is leaving us this hour, well, we'll see you again here next week. Same time, same station. Meanwhile, for those stations, which are most of our stations, are staying on for our second hour. Uh, we got a full hour coming up. Uh, we're going to talk to Scott McCarthy from the Wall Street Journal, find out why frequent flyer tickets to international destinations are costing so much money. So stick around. Messages, the news. We'll be back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.